On today's episode, I will discuss how the Rockford Icehogs have fared so far this season with the Blackhawks now in the middle of their 10-day All-Star break. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please, please, please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. Make sure to download all of those latest episodes. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which I always greatly appreciate. And for those out there who still may be unaware at this point, I will be giving away two free Blackhawks tickets to a game sometime here in the second half of the regular season. And all you have to do in order to qualify is two real simple things. First, you have to go and leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And second, you're going to have to drop the name of your YouTube channel in that review, and you have to be also subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. So if I go and see your review, I choose you to be the winner. But I find out you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, tough luck. I'm going to go ahead and choose another winner. You have to do both in order to qualify for those two free tickets. So make sure to go and do that. Also, make sure to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube if you haven't done so already. It only makes sense with every episode having a video uploaded to YouTube. It only takes two seconds. It's 100% for free, and it really does help me out tremendously. While you're there, make sure to smash the like button down below on today's video. And last, but certainly not least, go and ring that bell, turn on the push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, enough of that. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your very first listen each and every day. And with the Chicago Blackhawks now being in the midst of their 10-day all-star break. I figured it would be a pretty good time to talk about how things have been going for their minor league affiliate Rockford Icehogs so far this season. And going back to the beginning of the year, as sad as it was to say, and as sad as it still is to say, I talked about how keeping up with this Icehogs team is something you're going to want to do as a fan this year, because uh, well, it's important throughout the course of the season to check in on these prospects. And it's also a lot of fun to see how they're doing, who's rising in the rankings, who's having a good season and all that good jazz. But it's also important because for the first time in quite a while, it's very evident that the organization values what they have going on down there in Rockford. And for far too long, under Stan Bowman's reign, the Ice Hogs didn't do a whole lot of developing whatsoever, if I'm being honest. And this is a program that, you know, has helped generate the likes of Corey Crawford, Dave Bolin, Nicholas Jalmerson, both Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook played a couple years in the minors before going on to have long and successful NHL careers. Uh, And there were plenty of others too that aided in the Blackhawks winning three Stanley Cups in the early 2010s. But ever since, as I just said, 
quite frankly, they haven't developed anyone over the last 10 years. But that time has thankfully come to an end now that Kyle Davidson is in charge as the general manager. And this Ice Hogs team is going to become a very crucial part of the organization once again. That I can say for sure as long as Kyle Davidson is going to be here. And so far under uh, his tenure, um, it's clear that Davidson and the crew that he has surrounding him, they want to make sure there isn't any rush in the process or any expedition along the way. Even though we've seen um, guys like Lucas Reichel, Isaac Phillips, um, even Arvid Soderbloom earlier on in the season, we saw all three of those guys performing well in the NHL. and. They probably could be full-time NHLers if the situation were different, Uh, but the front office hasn't budged whatsoever, and they obviously value and incentivize um, playing meaningful hockey for a winning team down in Rockford. And in my opinion, there there isn't anything wrong with that method. And I get it can be frustrating, um, especially as a fan who – you know, watches the Blackhawks night in and night out. There's no doubt that having Lucas Reichel on the roster and in the lineup every night would make things certainly more interesting. Um, But there is something to be said about playing meaningful professional hockey while also um, doing it with a group that the front office is hopeful for is going to be a group together that's going to change the future of this franchise. And they are on the cusp of accomplishing something together. Last year, one of the youngest groups in the entire AHL had a very successful run, got past the Texas Stars in the play-in round of the Calder Cup playoffs. Unfortunately, just got outmatched by a loaded Chicago Wolves roster that went on to win it all, unsurprisingly. Um, and once again, here this season, they find themselves in a playoff spot at the moment, and they're grinding to try to get back to the Calder Cup playoffs and have more success with essentially the same group as they did last year. So I do understand why Davidson has elected to keep, you know, several guys who look capable of playing NHL minutes right now, why he's elected to keep them down there. Um, because he doesn't want to rush in the process. He doesn't want to go off of the path that he has set in stone. And for, you know, I think there's benefits to both sides. I think, sure, Lucas Reichel could learn um, up in the NHL right now, but also the Blackhawks can't provide Lucas Reichel with meaningful hockey. There's no question that the NHL is a, a superior league than the AHL. That's fairly obvious. Um, but at the same point, while Lucas Reichel could be learning what it takes to be an NHLer, he also can learn from must-win situations, do-or-die type situations, important stretches of hockey, important swings in the season, um, playing as a professional and you know, really not being able to take any game for granted in a playoff race. There is undoubtedly value to that, even though It is the AHL instead of the NHL. So I think there are positives to both situations, but I also do like that Kyle Davidson is kind of stuck with the plan that he's clearly had in place for the entirety of this season. So for several different reasons, it's important to pay attention to what the Rockford Ice Hogs are doing right now, Blackhawks fans. I know the AHL isn't the same type of hockey, but excuse me, what's going on right now down in Rockford is really 
important for the future of this team. And that hasn't been the case for far too long. Real quick, folks, I am going to get into the Ice Hogs start to the season. But first, quickly, I got to talk to you all about Athletic Greens and their new AG1 product, which is something that I use every single morning because with just one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and more to help you start your day. And this special blend of ingredients truly is incredible. It supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and even your aging. And Athletic Greens was first created when the founder themselves experienced a ton of gut issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine in order to recover. That used to cost them over $100 per day, believe it or not. But now, Athletic Greens has created both an optimal and affordable nutrition routine that'll cost you less than $3 per day which is such a cheap and easy way to invest in both your health and your body. And to make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give away five free travel packs, uh, excuse me, a one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D along with five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go and visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network right now. Again, That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, just wanted to say again, thanks to everyone for making the show your very first listen to start off your day. And a reminder for your second listen, go and check out the Lockdown NHL Prospects podcast, which is your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the 2023 NHL draft. Plus, you can also get NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every single team. So make sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL Prospects right now, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Segment two, let's talk about how things have gone for the Rockford Ice Hogs so far and what I have said is a crucial season for the future of the Chicago Blackhawks. I remember Josh Hyman from Lockdown Blues laughing at me when we were doing a crossover prior to the start of the regular season. He said, what are things to be hopeful for as a Blackhawks fan? And one of the things I listed off was seeing how the Rockford Icehogs were going to do this year because, honestly, there just aren't many players on the Blackhawks NHL roster at this point who are probably going to be here in a few years down the road. Most of those players, Blackhawks front office is hoping, are either in the prospect pool at this point or are playing down in Rockford. So that's why it's a crucial season for the Ice Hogs. Um, But getting into how they are doing at this point, they are toughly um, in the middle of a seven-game losing skid, which has dropped their record down to 2016-4-2 through 42 games. By the way, that fourth category is shootout losses. The AHL uh, is always kind of doing things differently, kind of getting a feel of how a league can be run and how to go about things differently. It's kind of like minor league baseball, right? You try all the different things and the different ideas down there. They work well in the minors, then maybe you can implement them up in the NHL. So that's why we're seeing the second category of Uh, or the fourth category, I guess, coming into uh, the record here. Um, But yeah, that has, I'm just getting very off topic at this point. The Ice Hogs, though, with their seven-game losing skid, getting back on track, focus, Jack. Uh, That has dropped them to 
fifth out of seven teams in the Central Division. But don't worry, folks. The AHL is very wonky, as I just kind of referenced. 23 of the 32 teams in the AHL will qualify for the Calder Cup playoffs this season, including five from the Central Division. So despite their losing ways as of late here, the Ice Hogs aren't really in trouble or anything. They're still in a playoff position at this point, but no doubt about it, they would certainly like to improve upon their spot in the standings to avoid having to play any play-in games and to also just kind of solidify their spot um, into the Calder Cup playoffs. The better seed you have, the more rounds you get to miss, the more advantages you have. So obviously the Ice Hogs aren't going to be content with where they're at at this point, but I do think it's worth mentioning that being in the fifth spot They're still okay. They're also 10 points ahead of the Grand Rapids Griffins, who sit in sixth place. So a little bit of a cushion there. Uh, It's been tough as of late for them, undoubtedly. But they're not in trouble of uh, missing out on the Calder Cup playoffs at this point. There still is plenty of hockey to be played. Another difference about the AHL and the NHL, there are only 72 games in the AHL schedule. So with the Ice Hogs having played 42, you can do the quick math. 30 games left in the season for them. There's still plenty of time to bounce back. But as I just referenced, in the middle of a seven-game slide, it's been tough for the Piggies here the past couple of weeks. And one thing that's kind of stood out to me about their struggles, uh, they're one of the best offensive teams in the entire N- – I keep saying NHL. I'm so used to doing a Blackhawk show. They're one of the best offensive teams in the entire AHL but I believe they have surrendered the six most goals in the entire league as well. They have not been able to keep the puck out of their own net. And one kind of surprising statistic when you go and look at it, Arvid Soderblom just has not been himself at the AHL level this year after a phenomenal rookie campaign in which he went 21-15-2 along with a 2.76 goals against average, 9.19 save percentage, and two shutouts as a 22-year-old. He's now just 1-5-2 in nine AHL games this season, and his only win came back in his first start of the season. So it's been a bumpy ride for Soderbloom. Looks like he's having a little bit of a sophomore slump. Um, but I think one thing that you have to consider is how he's kind of been handled this season. Um, been up and down, never really been a consistent spot. And since being returned from the Blackhawks at the start of December, not only has he not won a game, he's gone 0-4-2, but he also missed a couple of weeks with injury. I feel like he hasn't been able to find any sort of rhythm or consistency at all. It's been kind of bouncing in and out up and down between the AHL and the NHL, not getting consistent starts anywhere. We've seen his numbers kind of uh, suffer as a result. And one other thing I I found interesting when taking a look at some of Soderbloom's deeper numbers, he has not been facing like 35, 40 shots a game nearly as often as he was last season. If you all remember correctly, the Ice Hogs, they might have been giving up the most shots per game in the entire AHL. They were certainly right there at the top. Soderbloom was regularly facing, you know, the kitchen sink, if you will. But more times than not, the kid was up to the challenge. But unfortunately, uh, this year has just not been the same. But I really do think it's kind of an unfortunate syn- syndrome of symptom of his um his. 
I don't want to say his inconsistency, but the way that the organization has kind of had to use him throughout the year. Um, being up in Chicago, it's frustrating. He was playing well. Now, there were certainly games where he had his hiccups, but there were also games where he deserved a whole lot better than the loss and just didn't get the offensive support to go along with it. Not playing regularly there either. I don't know. Something's definitely up with Arvid Soderloom. He just has not been the same type of netminder that he was as a rookie last year. Hopefully, he'll be able to find his footing here sometime soon because if he does, it's a real game changer and net for this IceHogs team. I certainly think uh, they're more experienced and um, have a better team this year than they did last year for sure. They're more talented. They get a hot goaltender at the right time. I mean, Soderbloom was playing fantastic in the Calder Cup playoffs last year. They just, again, got outmatched by the Chicago Wolves who went on to win the whole freaking thing. So if Soderbloom can get back to playing like that, I like the Ice Hogs' chances of uh, making a run throughout the entire postseason. But just hasn't been able to do that here as of late, as I just mentioned, though. Hopefully he'll be able to find his footing Dylan Wells has actually been the goaltender who's provided the best work for the Ice Hogs this season. Uh, both he and Mitchell Weeks have more action than I think anyone anticipated this year due to the Blackhawks having a number of goaltender injuries in the first half of the regular season. All right, there's an update on where the Ice Hogs are at right now in terms of the standings. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into some individual statistics and talk about who's performing well right now down in Rockford. But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sportsbook in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And for new customers, join today and you can get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed with your first $5 bet placed. All you got to do is go and sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to the point spread and even player props. Plus, you can combine your bets for a larger payout with the same game parlay feature all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Go and place your first $5 bet and you'll get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, before I wrap up the show for today, folks, let's talk about some individual statistics and who's been leading the charge for the Ice Hogs this season. I just referenced Arvid Soderbloom has really struggled in net, particularly since he was returned to the AHL at the beginning of December. He's gone 0-4-2 in that stretch. He's been pulled a couple of times. His lone win for the Ice Hogs this season came in his season debut. Jackson Stauber's up in the NHL right now because uh, Alex Stalock is back in concussion protocol. We've even seen it stretches of Dylan Weeks up, or Dylan Weeks, Dylan Wells up in the uh, NHL. It's been crazy in that for the, for the Ice Hogs this season and for the Blackhawks. But in terms of the skaters, it's kind of, um, I, I mentioned how the uh, Ice Hogs offense is one of the best in the AHL this season. 
feels like it's kind of a lot of the uh, the big dogs doing the heavy lifting for this team. And because of that, for the first time in seemingly forever, the Ice Hogs have a couple of the leading scorers in the entire league right now. This is really rarefied air for the Ice Hogs to be, and they haven't had a player average over a point per game in like six or seven seasons or something like that. But right now they have three, David Gust, Brett Sini, and Lucas Reichel all are inside the top 20 in the AHL in points at the moment. And David Gust is inside the top 10 at number seven. All three are over a point per game at this point. And even Luke Philp, who just recently made his NHL debut and picked up his first NHL point, uh, is nearly a point per game player as well with 30 points in 31 games so far this season. Um, But unfortunately, the only unfortunate part about that is Uh, David Gust, probably never going to be an NHL or ever at this point. I respect him for leading the way and being a a huge presence for this Ice Hawks squad. Just don't see it ever working out for him at the NHL at his age. We've seen Brett Sini get a couple of games of NHL action. I honestly thought he looked pretty good, and we could see more of him here in the second half. Luke Philp looked all right before he was reassigned which only made sense with the Blackhawks having this all-star break and the Ice Hogs playing regularly. You'd much rather have a guy like Luke Philp actually playing. Um, so we'll see if he gets called back up here sometime soon. But those three really more than likely don't have futures at the NHL level. So out of those four big guns who are kind of leading the charge, I could even throw Dylan Sakura in that group as well. He's having a pretty good season offensively as well. Those guys just don't have much of a future at the NHL level. The only one who does is Lucas Reichel. So that's the one kind of negative about uh, the Ice Hogs having some of these. I guess it's not a negative, but it's just one thing to keep in mind. Even though they do have an incredible offense, probably not going to see many of those guys in Black in a Blackhawks sweater, you know, in a couple of years, maybe they'll get some action here in the second half, but probably not long-term pieces of the puzzle. Unlike Lucas Reichel, one guy who could be a puzzle piece potentially though, is Cole Gutman who first jumped on the scene during development camp and during the prospect showcase against the Minnesota, Minnesota wild, really an impressive uh, free agent college signing for the Blackhawks. Um, I kind of thought that he was going to get a chance in the first half, considering how well he looked early on in the season, looked like one of the few guys who could be pushing for an actual roster spot. Didn't work out for Gutman, but he's had a a really strong start to his first AHL season, 25 points in 34 games so far. Have to wonder if he's going to get a call up at some point here in the second half. I would bet that's more than likely going to happen. Um, considering he's a younger guy who's actually flashed some upside. Could be a potential middle-to-bottom six-piece. Who knows? We'll have to see what Mr. Gutman does when he gets his call-up, but he's a guy who's having a pretty solid year down in Rockford. On the defensive side of things, Jakob Galvis is, you know, kind of just smoothly and quietly not generating all that buzz, but has been one of the most effective defenders in the entire AHL. I remember... When Isaac Phillips was first called up, there were some people tweeting the deeper analytics and the advanced stats uh, of Isaac Phillips in the AHL and how he was one of the most effective two-way defensemen in the entire league. Jakob Galvis was on that list as well. 
And he's, you know, just kind of growing and rounding out his game, getting more and more professional experience. He's got 22 points in 40 games so far this year. One of the best two-way defenders in the entire league. You got to wonder if Jakob Galvis is going to get another shot at some point too, because when he was called up to the NHL for a brief moment last season, he looked the part and kind of, I, I thought, didn't really display any weaknesses, a really good all-around game. So I don't know. There are a lot of guys. That's kind of the problem. Alex Vlasic, Alec Regula, Philip Ruse. There's a lot of defensemen down there in Rockford that are trying to get the call up to the NHL as well. And they're kind of younger than Galvis. So I wonder if he kind of gets squeezed out of the mix or if the Blackhawks are going to give him another look at some point here. Another couple of forwards who uh, I think are worth noting that could get a look as well are Mike Hardman and Josiah Slavin. Neither have been up in the NHL so far this year, but did see action uh, throughout the course of last season. Mike Hardman was even around the year prior when he first came out of college. Haven't really seen much of him at the NHL since. Hasn't really put up the greatest numbers at the AHL level, although neither he nor Slavin are offensive-minded guys and are you know, most likely fourth liners if they are going to claw their way into the NHL. But uh, I do think both guys are worth taking another look at at least. And there aren't really all that many forwards um, down in Rockford. The forward prospect pool, the, the guys that I think the front office is hopeful on, most of them are still playing junior hockey or still in college. So the forward group is thin for Rockford. Um, but Lucas Reichel, Cole Gutman, Mike Hardman, Josiah Slavin, those are some guys to keep an eye on, I think, in the second half of the season. I wish I could put my boy Michael Tepley there, someone who I've kind of randomly had some bias to since the Blackhawks selected him in the fourth round of 2019, I believe it was. Uh, Had a really strong second half last year on the top line with Lucas Reichel. Hasn't really been able to find consistent production so far this year, so doubt we see my boy Tepley up. I would guess those are uh, the four forwards I would have to imagine on the brink of getting called up sometime in the second half. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up this episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show and make sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you get your podcasts and go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube. And you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each and every day. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can follow me on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, that's going to do it here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.